Well, the, uh, the more observant among you may have noticed that uh, yet again, I'm not at home. I'm actually uh, by the Adriatic Sea. Um, until this morning, I was on one of the many small islands that lie off the coast of Croatia. Um, it's really rather pleasant here. I've, um, and I've been here for a week uh, teaching at a summer family camp with the, uh, the believers from all over Croatia uh, and beyond. Well, this part of Croatia is known as Dalmatia uh, and also forms a part of the, uh, the ancient Roman uh, province of Illyricum. Well, the whole area is understandably steeped in history and plays um, a small but not insignificant role in the biblical record. Towards the end of Paul's second letter to Timothy, uh, believed by many to be the, uh, the last letter Paul wrote, um, well, at least the last of his which, uh, which we have preserved. Um, so towards the end of this letter, he writes of Titus having gone to Dalmatia, well, that's all he says. We have no idea what he was doing there. Um, you know, was he revisiting places where uh, communities of believers had already been established? Um, or was he reaching out um, to as of yet unreached places? Well, nearing the end of his letter to the believers in Rome, uh, as he gives a, a reason for writing to them, Paul recounts his service in making known the good news of Jesus. Well, this is what he says. I have reason to be enthusiastic about all Christ Jesus has done through me in my service to God. Yet I dare not boast about anything uh, except what Christ has done through me, uh, bringing the, the Gentiles to God by my message and by the way that I worked. Um, the way I worked uh, among them. They were convinced by the power of the miraculous signs and wonders and uh, by the power of God's Spirit. Well, in this way, he continues, I have fully presented the good news of Christ from Jerusalem all the way to Illyricum. My ambition has always been to preach the good news uh, where the name of Christ has never been heard, rather than where a, uh, a, a community has, has already been started by someone else. Uh, I have been following the plan spoken of in the scriptures, he continues, um, where it says, those who have never been told about him will see, and those who have never heard of him, they will understand. 
In fact, he goes on, my, my visit to you has been delayed so long because I have been preaching in these places. So, from Jerusalem to Illyricum, this was the geographic extent of Paul's mission, um, the extent of his activities, and though we know nothing in particular of what he did in these particular parts, we do know that Christ was working through him to bring salvation to those lost in this life. Well, I'm now in the city of Split, an ancient Roman city made particularly famous for its associations with the, um, the Roman Emperor Diocletian. He ruled at the end of the 3rd century AD and um, he instigated the last and most brutal persecutions of followers of Christ within the empire. In the year AD 303, along with others in power, he issued a series of edicts revoking the legal rights of those known as Christians, demanding that they comply with traditional religious practices or else face severe consequences. Diocletian's first edict against the Christians prohibited them from, uh, uh, from assembling for worship uh, and ordered the destruction of copies of the scriptures. Um, they were also to destroy other liturgical books and places of worship across the empire um, were, uh, uh, were also destroyed. Well, the erosion of rights was at times gradual and the intensity of persecution varied in uh, different parts of the empire. And although it's clear that it resulted in death, torture, uh, imprisonment or loss of property for many, the majority of the empire's Christians seem to have, uh, well, seem to have avoided punishment. The, the persecution did, however, cause many communities of believers to split, if you'll excuse the pun, um, but it caused them to split between those who had complied with the imperial authorities um, and those who had remained pure. Well, this division was at times very deep-seated uh, and it took many years to overcome well, I'm actually standing within the very palace of Diocletian. It is a remarkably well-preserved structure, um, one of the, uh, the most imposing Roman ruins in existence anywhere, built at the turn of the 4th century AD, um, it was modified in the Middle Ages, but still remains a most alluring and fascinating sight. 
Well, for the first two centuries or so, the first two centuries AD, followers of Jesus were often unpopular with large segments of the population. Much of this was due to their, uh, their unwillingness to fully participate in every aspect of public life. In some quarters, um, suspicions arose and, uh, and it wasn't difficult for fake news to be spread concerning uh, what were sometimes perceived to be uh, unusual practices. Of course, um, there was much going on within the public arena that had no place within the life of uh, a follower of Jesus, and uh, such continues to be the case today. It's not unusual for those who choose to live lives apart from the ways of the world uh, to be shunned and, uh, and even hounded um, out of social life, even today. Uh, but there are times when such rejection reaches extraordinarily extreme levels. And such was certainly the time of the Roman Emperor Diocletian. Well, for the past week I've been presenting a series of talks on uh, the subject this world is not our home. We, uh, we began looking at matters of identity and uh, how that first and foremost we are special beings uh, created in the image of God uh, and, and created in his image unlike any other part of creation. Uh, we have the potential to enjoy a full and intimate friendship with God. Uh, but of course, we are also fallen beings. We've rejected his love and we've abused the trust that he placed within us. And if that was the end of the story, well, there would be no good news about it at all. Um, but it's not the end of the story. There is good news, for in Christ we have been made altogether new. We've been truly saved from this wretched world. We've been saved from ourselves and um, uh, we've not only been given the right to be called his children, uh, but we've been made citizens of heaven. I mean, that's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Citizens of heaven. And as citizens of uh, heaven, this world truly is not our home. We may have renounced all earthly rights, but we have been granted new rights which are far beyond anything in this world, far beyond anything um, that we could imagine in this world. With heavenly citizenship, we can be confident that the future is always bright, that the best is always yet to come and that we are in this world just passing through.
Well, in all of this, we challenged ourselves to, to see things differently, to open the eyes of our hearts that we might see things which, um, which simply cannot be seen. And then we considered how we might learn to view the world as, as God sees it, uh, understanding that to walk with God we will uh, we'll find ourselves very often colliding with the cultures that surround us. And that's why so many followers of Jesus have, have found so much opposition in the world around them and uh, uh, an opposition to the lives that we've chosen to live. And that was certainly true in the days of Diocletian. But, but we know that there is always so much more to life than at first appears. I don't know whether you've done a great deal of travelling, but if you have, if you have visited countries overseas, um, it's probably not escaped your attention that um, they're all full of foreigners. I mean, wherever you go, um, there, there, there are thousands, millions of them all over the place. But here is a very sobering thought. It isn't them, but it is us who are the real foreigners. I mean, here we are in this world, just passing through on our way home to where we rightly belong. We're the ones who are strangers. We're the ones who are foreigners in this world. When Paul was writing to believers in Philippi, uh, a city in which he had made known the good news of Jesus, he said that our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Incredible words, are they not? And in light of all of this, and mindful of those who would wish to destroy the faith of our Lord Jesus, let me close by reading some words from the Apostle Peter in his first letter. A letter written to believers who were, um, well, experiencing a great deal of persecution. This is what he said. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And he's raised us to a, a, an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time.
in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you, uh, uh, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that, uh, that perishes, uh, though it is tested by fire, well, that it may be found to result in praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. What beautiful words. And maybe there's been something here for us to think about today. Well, may our loving, all-seeing Father in heaven give us the courage to open the eyes of our hearts to see that which cannot be seen. May he give to us strength to face the challenges that lie ahead, confident that in Jesus we will always have hope. And may he give to us strength along the journey of life as we walk day by day, step by step, in the footsteps of Jesus. And may he bless us abundantly so that we might truly be a blessing to those around us. Thank you for listening.